and welcome back to Pop Topic. We're here to discuss the latest news for the first week of February for 2021. I'm your host, Quentin Phillipson, and to help break everything down for this week is my co-host, Tristan Phillipson. How are you doing this week? Doing good, man. Doing good. Yeah, Tristan was just telling me how he was watching G.I. Joe before this, so clearly he set aside some amazing things to work on this little old podcast. They got the sequel of G.I. Joe on Netflix that I could be watching right now, but I'm not. I'm here with you instead. The sacrifices you're making. The sacrifices. Was G.I. Joe the best thing you watched this week? Is this your uh, recommendation for everybody? Best thing I watched this week? Well, I've been watching Cobra Kai Season 3 this week also. And that show is just phenomenal. That show is fantastic. Yeah, I haven't seen any of it. I do plan on watching it. It's a, one of the very few shows I would like to watch this year. I just need to watch Karate Kid first. Uh, I haven't seen the original. Yeah, I would recommend watching like, the original trilogy before really diving into it. Because they most likely show flashbacks of all three films. All right. Then, yeah, I'll definitely watch all three. I was planning on watching the first one this year anyway, so I'll watch all three and then get on to the show, because I have heard it's very good. It's it's really, really good. One of the best shows in a long time, for sure. Yeah, uh, honestly, I, I haven't really watched a new movie this week that I would recommend. Uh, there's, uh, there's a few silent films that I watched that were pretty good, but most people don't really like them, so I wouldn't recommend it. Uh, I watched Emperor's New Groove, though, and that film still holds up. That film slaps. That movie's amazing. It's easily one of, if not the most underrated animated movie of all time, probably. Like, like it's, it's super underrated. Um, no one gives that movie the credit it deserves. And it's hilarious. It's absolutely hilarious. Yeah, it's definitely amazing. Uh, I love it. it. I think I laugh harder every time I watch it. It's so funny. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I absolutely died when... Kronk was so happy about his spinach puffs during the dinner scene, and at the very end of the film, Yzma tells him that she doesn't even like his spinach puffs, and he was so heartbroken. How dare you say that to him? He's such yeah. a nice guy. Yeah, that, that was such a great hero heel turn for him. He uh, instantly joined the hero side once he realized his spinach puffs weren't getting the respect they deserve. Not the spinach puffs. Yeah, yeah, and it was so funny because when she said that, me and Andrea, when we were watching it, we audibly gasped. I forgot how horrible Ismo is for saying that. Like we were both gasped in terror that she said that to him, and then Kronk also gasped. So it really felt like we were all sharing this horrifying moment with him. It was great. <laughs> Easily one of the evilest villains of all time. Yeah, true, truly terrifying. I love it. Uh, me and Andrew are actually playing this game. I am curious as to what your ranking would be between the main four. They're all iconic. Uh, me and Andrew got into a bit of a debate here. Tristan, Isma, Kronk, Kuzco, and what's his name? Pat Pacha? Pasha? Yeah, Pacha or Pacha? Like yeah, Pacha. Um, uh, what would your ranking be of the four? Okay. Now, I haven't watched the movie in a hot sec, so I'm not surprised you guys. But I feel like Kronk's got to be number one. Then, I feel like Patch has got to be number four. So I feel like I'm in between Kuzco and Yzma, which are pretty 50-50. I would probably go Kuzco then Yzma. Okay, yeah, that that's the same four as I had. Okay, good. It's it's officially canon. That was right. What Did Andrew have the same? Or? Uh, she had Yzma last, and she was like dead last. Yzma's not that fun. 
Oh, and Patchett, did you just swap the bottom two there? Yeah, yeah, it was just the bottom two. She had Patchett three, but she said so Yzma's Kronk easily. Kronk and Kuzco one and two. Yeah, Kronk and Kuzco, for sure. Yeah, that, that, that makes sense. I think Yzma's pretty funny. Yeah, and to be fair, she Andrew did have a good argument with Patcha. She was like, Quentin, it's your boy John Goodman. And I was like, ah, oh, you're right. You're True. right. True. Ah. Oh. I still have to put him. And then David but, yeah, Spade plays a Kuzka, right? <laughs> yeah, oh, I I credit it as his only good performance. Whoa, whoa, whoa! You gotta lay some respect on a uh, Grown Ups. That's a good movie. Grown Ups is fine, but I wouldn't even say David Spade is that great in that. No, Chris Rock really steals the show. Yeah, yeah Chris Rock's the best. Yeah, I just like Chris Rock. Yeah. Hey, so. Yeah. Who plays Kronk? Who plays Kronk again? He's the guy that plays Putty in Seinfeld. And Joe Swanson and Family Guy. There's one of the guys played Joe Swanson. I thought it was that guy. Yeah, I forget the actor's name, but you remember he's Yzma? Uh No, but I can pull them up right here. So Kronk is Patrick Warburton. That's his name. And then Isma, very unknown, Eartha Kitt. I don't know who Eartha Kitt is, but she killed it. Yeah, Eartha Kitt. She's also in the movie Holes, a movie that we'll be watching soon. Holes is a good movie. Yeah. I watched New Groove. That was great. Um, I, I have a uh, reckon don't for a movie to not watch, and that's Eraserhead. I already told Tristan. Horrible. Save yeah, your time. Yeah, it sounds terrible. <laughs> sounds terrible. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's been about 24 hours since I watched, and I still cannot tell you what happened. I really don't get it. So, you know, there you go. Don't watch that. And it's a pretty well-known director, well-known film. Just uh, don't watch it. All right, so we can move on to some stories here, Tris, so we can stray away here from Kronk and Yzma, even though we probably don't want to, but we'll talk about some of the... Yeah, I don't want to do that. Yeah, we'll talk about some of the big stories here. I think we got to talk about the big one here, Tristan, and that's obviously GameStop and the stock market. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, this really is a wild story. I've been in love with it. I think it's hilarious. So uh, for those of you that aren't aware of this story, because you've been living under a rock the last week, there was just a bunch of people on Reddit in the Reddit thread for the stock market to just throw in a bunch of stock into GameStop because a lot of billionaires were throwing in money to try and, you know, the, the stocks were going down and they thought it was planned to continue to plummet. So they thought they could make a quick, easy buck here and succeed off of their failure so nope we got reddit here to really come in and put the foot down on these billionaires and they threw in so much money that the stock rose up for gamestop and really messed up with the stark stock market here a lot of the apps started to freeze people and prevent them from putting more stock into it it became a huge meme a huge discussion for the week what was your thoughts trist i think it's fantastic i'm all for it People putting a bunch of money into game stock and raising the price. Uh, I think it's I think it's hilarious. I think it's awesome. And they yes, screw those you know billionaire Wall Street hedge fund assholes. One hundred percent all all on board with the GameStop redditors. Uh, and I hope they prevail. I hope I hope you know the people will win. Yeah, I think it's hilarious and awesome. And it's hard to even feel bad for the billionaires because they were just trying to no. make some more extra money on top of all their money by just succeeding off of a company's failure. Like, there's nothing great about what they were doing. 
Nobody cares. Yeah. They're, they're already rolling a dough. So so what? Now they can't afford a twelfth yacht. Nobody cares. It's just hilarious. Yeah. Fuck those guys. <laughs> yeah, and apparently they were doing it to AMC, correct? Uh, as well. The well, redditors also started investing in AMC and BlackBerry and some of those other like dying industries that are still around. And then Robinhood, the app that most of this is happening on, because Robinhood is a commission-free stock investing app where you can just anyone can download the app and buy stocks without paying any commission or anything like that. Yeah, they froze. I think it was like twelve different stocks, eight different stocks, something like that, including, of course, the AMC and BlackBerry and GameStop being the big one. Yeah, so they did to a bunch of them. Yeah, no, I think it's hilarious. And does this actually benefit the companies? Like, is GameStop and AMC now thriving because of this? Yeah, I think typically they get like a, a, a percent or something like that of the money. Um, of you know, whenever their stocks are sold, they get a they get a, a certain. I could be wrong on that though. Yeah, um, I'm pretty sure they are because now there's articles saying that this has saved AMC and AMC now has a chance to continue being a theater because they were pretty much dead because of COVID. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and then like AMC really wasn't like it was like 2019. If anyone would say AMC's in a dying industry, AMC's doing a you know a, a crumbling business, I think people will laugh at you, right? 2019 was the biggest year for movies in history as far as box office revenue goes. So we've come a long way from just you know just over a year, year and a half ago. Um, but yeah, this this could be what they needed to get them through. We're sort of looking like we're in the tail end of this coronavirus. Hopefully, at least beginning of the end of the coronavirus uh, here. Uh, this could be enough to push them right through the end of it. Hopefully, that'd be great, uh, especially because I think AMC seems like a pretty good company. I don't really go to AMC because I'm Canadian. Yeah, they're not here in Canada. I think there's a couple in Toronto, and that's it. So. Yeah, I mean, besides charging, you know, 25 bucks for popcorn, I mean, I don't think they're super sketchy or anything. <laughs> no, no, for sure not. Um, but no, I'm, uh, I think this is hilarious. It's just a, hilarious. Uh, the new one was Dogecoin. Have you heard of that? Well, yeah, yeah, that's like one of the cryptocurrencies. Yeah, um, they were going to do that one that, as well. Yeah, and that's a, like a, sort of like a meme one, obviously, Doge. Uh, named after way back when the the Doge meme, uh, that was when this coin was first made, and it's still just like a, a, the meme coin, right? There haven't been really other meme coins or you know, successful meme coins that popped in. Um, it's mostly just a joke that I think a lot of crypto investors just probably put in, you know, twenty, fifty bucks in there just to hey, they have some freaking Doge coins. And they, uh, yeah, I guess after they couldn't do stocks anymore, they said, screw it, let's go into something, another thing we can invest in. And I guess it was the Doge coin as the meme for cryptocurrencies. Yeah, and I had a friend uh, at work that was really trying to push me to join her on the Dogecoin train here to get some stocks. Well, they're not stocks, right? When you're buying Dogecoin at that point, you're not buying stocks. You'd be buying a uh, Dogecoin. So I think of like changing your money from Canadian money to American money, right? It's right. just a different type of currency. I okay, guess right. Okay. okay, so yeah, not technically buying stocks, but yeah, buying Dogecoin and then waiting a few days when... Everybody has invested in Dogecoin to then all sell and make profit off that, of it. And then you make, yeah, you make money off of it. Yeah, so she was really trying to push me for it. Uh, I, I was thinking about it. Just, just throw like, I don't know how much, just throw a handful of money and just say, all right, cool, now I have Dogecoin. But, yeah, it's pretty cheap to do, right? Yeah. Like five, ten bucks, and you, you know, technically you've done it. I think with Dogecoin, I think they're only like 17 cents a piece. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's cheap. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know. Would have been fun, but uh, 
I, I didn't care enough. But, you know, it's uh, here for the meme. I think the writers are hilarious how they pulled something off. Uh, I'm not a big Reddit guy, but they, they really did something great today. Yeah, no, they really, they really picked it up this week. Um, <laughs> yeah, good job, Reddit. Yeah, normally they keep it, you know, reserved in their corner of the internet. But every so often, they hatch a plan that can be pretty freaking funny. And yeah. this was definitely one of those plans. Yeah, no, this was hilarious. Uh, it's so funny how nobody knows anything about stocks, but it was just something everybody was talking about this week. Uh, it, it was fun. It was, yeah. It was a good week. I knew nothing about stocks, and I still don't really know anything about stocks. But, you know, for the last five days, I feel like I've had way more conversations about stocks than I ever would. It was and this really did, did serve a great purpose of shining a light on the corruption of the stock market yeah. and the Wall Street. You know, like as far as like even like it probably showed more corruption in Wall Street than the Occupy Wall Street movement did. Right. Back in 2011. This really sort of put a magnifying glass on all the bullshit that goes on in the stock market. Now, it's inherently unfair for anyone who's not already rich to make money. And whenever someone does start to make money, if they're not originally rich, the rich people push them back down for it, right? And so I think that was – it's pretty interesting to see both on a comedy level and also a political, socioeconomic level uh, too. No, I agree. Yeah, it was not just a meme. It was also a statement that a lot of people noticed. Yeah, it's crazy. And where do we go from here? I have no idea. I mean, I think at this point – are you still not allowed to buy? I think you can buy some GameStop stop back now on a uh, Robinhood and stuff. I think you want to restrict like one or two a day, right? Which is so bullshitty. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. That sounds about right. All right. Uh, another story here that is just kind of a bit of an update as we're trying to follow the HBO Max decision for the rest of this year. Uh, every month they release a new film on HBO Max at the same time it's going to be released in theaters. So, you know, AMC, they got a little bump here with the Redditors, but they're still hurting with decisions like this. And the second movie from this decision, The Little Things, just came out. So we had Wonder Woman 84, which really flopped. And then we have The Little Things, which unfortunately has also flopped. It has not done well. It's... A lot of people are saying it's a pretty bad film. So they're now two for two here for not that great of films. Do you think HBO Max, Tristan, looked at their roster of films and were like, you know what, this year is not that great. Let's just try and throw in and get some viewers for our service. No, I, I could be wrong, but I, I didn't read the article. I saw the headline on, on Facebook or Twitter or something. I thought it said that it actually had a pretty decent like box office this weekend for even coming out in a pandemic and coming on HBO Max. I thought the box office, I thought that had pretty decent, all things considering. Is that not true? Uh, the box office, it was number one in the box office, but also I don't yeah. think any other movie came out this year. I, I, I yeah, mean, you, you, this can make, you can put a home video in theaters to be number one in the box office. Yeah. Point, right? Yeah, um, exactly. But, so like, so are you just talking about critical reception and not really monetary reception? I'm guessing is what we're really I'm talking about. I'm talking about more here. critical and also monetary. I think it made. I Here, actually, I do have the number. Let me. Give me a second here. So, according to this, it uh, might not be updated here because it says estimated. Uh, with the total, so I, I guess it doesn't have the confirmed number, but maybe it's not confirmed yet. But it says it estimated opening weekend four point eight million dollars. That doesn't seem too bad, like for for coronavirus and stuff, right? That seems, yeah. And like, and I think the biggest thing about comparing this to Wonder Woman, not even on as far as how good I don't know, I know nothing about this movie. I can't tell you a single thing about this movie. It's called The Little Things, right? I can barely remember the name of it. Yeah, The Little um, Things. So I don't know much about this movie. 
But it's clearly a smaller film, right? This isn't a Wonder Woman movie. This isn't, you know, Godzilla vs. King Kong or, or Doom. Dune, I mean, not Doom, Dune. Um, hence why it's being released in January, first and foremost. Normally, if a, if a studio thinks this movie's going to make lots of money, they're not sticking it in January. So, I, I mean, like, I don't think this really says too much in general for the quality of their movie slates, uh, mostly because they still releasing Godzilla vs. King Kong, which is... A, a bona fide hit, a guaranteed, going to be phenomenal. Um, there's no way it's not. I think Wonder Woman was obviously a big misstep. Uh, I think we've talked about that before. How Wonder Woman wasn't wasn't phenomenal, even though it did, it did some things right and some things wrong. It only ended up being okay. I don't think this really says much. Like I said, I think, I think this is a small movie that I've never freaking heard about. I think most people haven't heard about. It. I don't think anyone's really going to care about. It. So I don't think this says too much at all. Do we, what movie's coming out next month for them, though? Like, maybe, you know, is this going to be a turnaround or is this going to be a trend, do you think? Like, what's coming out next month? Um, That's a good question. I probably would have to Google it. So the next movie that they have coming up uh, in a few weeks, I believe the release date is actually February 12th, so in just uh, two weeks here, less than that, and that's going to be Judas and the Black Messiah. Oh, okay. I've been hearing some hype for this movie. This movie seems to be... Like, is it a war contention hype I'm hearing, or just people think it's going to be really good? Yeah, no, this is a war contention hype. I'm very excited for this movie. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for this movie. This movie this movie sounds good. I'm, I'm looking forward to this one. So, um, you're right. We probably just got two stinkers here. Let's throw the two bad ones out of the way. We still got Dune coming, baby. We still got yeah. Godzilla vs. Kong. And, of course, oh. Jesus and Black Messiah. I'm excited for this one. Yeah, and one thing, I don't think this would ever have been, even in a, in a normal time, like a big blockbuster movie. You know what I mean? It'd probably make good money in theaters, but nothing like, no record-breaking or, or massive massive money hit, hence why it's in February. So I think putting this one on a streaming service is probably a good idea. I think a lot of these sort of mid- to smaller-sized films that are more critically acclaimed or arts, you know, artistically produced rather than big-budget action films tend to do better on streaming services, I think. Because uh, there's no point in watching this one in theaters, right? Like, I, I don't think you're going to gain anything more from watching yeah. theaters compared to your coach. Yeah, so I think no. it's going to be a big hit for the HBO Max streaming service. I think a lot of people are going to like this. And hopefully this one will be much more critically acclaimed than the last two HBO Max straight two movies have. Yeah, no, I'm very excited for Juice and Black Messiah because I was pretty excited for the last few months because Daniel Kaluuya is in it, and I love him from Get Out, obviously. Yeah. But... Uh, the critics have just come out with their reviews on it yeah. just in the last and few the, weeks. And the buzz they've been saying is, hey guys, Daniel Kluwa might not be the only like contender here for the Oscars. Like This could get enough noms where it could be qualifying for the best picture. Like This is a best picture nomination worthy film potentially. Yeah, it's been getting a lot of buzz. Uh, I've heard a lot of people from you know my social medias and stuff seem to be pretty excited for it. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I'm excited for it. I've seen most of, if not all, of the award-buzzy kind of movies have already been out this past year. So I'm looking forward to this one. And it is going to be within the release date. Like, when is the cutoff for the Oscars? Uh, the Oh, yeah, definitely in the re- end of the release date. I believe the cutoff is mid-March. Mid-March? See, I thought it was, I thought it was sometime in February. Uh, it could be the, it's either like last week of February or in like the first two weeks of March. Like it's in that is area. It's Godzilla vs. King Kong. Going to make that release date, or are we going to, have to wait to the 2022 Oscars to see it win some awards? Um, I hope it comes out 
just enough to qualify because it could easily win visual effects by default. Yeah, even sound design. Uh, um, well, uh, sound of metal exists. Sound of metal, I was thinking. I... And Mank. Yeah, Mank, Mank too. If you're right. Yeah, so it might get a nod, but yeah, it ain't beating those two titans. I don't know, man. But now, okay, so but let's say it doesn't, right? So because I don't think it will. It's not until March 26th. If you're saying mid March or early March, it probably won't make the cutoff. Do you think it's smart for HBO Max, right? Obviously, making this huge big push to all the movies on HBO Max, not in theaters. But now they're also putting not one but two: Godzilla vs King Kong and Space Jam: A New Legacy, two heavy award contenders in the same year. Do you think that was smart? Do you think they should have pushed this one up even more so we can get in it this award season? <laughs> yeah, uh, Space Jam Two. It's gonna take all the awards. I, I don't see a single award that film would get. That's the thing, because like for because now like for best actor, we're really contending with you know you got obviously. LeBron James is going to be nominated for that. Yeah, Bugs Bunny and King Kong all nominated for that award. You, you got to think it's going to be tough to a tough award to win. That's true. It would be tough. Is Godzilla supporting, or is he just not going to get the nom? I well, yeah, that's true. I don't know. You're right. Maybe they'll put one of them for supporting, one of them for the main, or maybe both supporting. Better chance of winning. You know what I mean? Yeah. But then again, if they both ha- if they put Godzilla and King Kong into supporting, now they're facing off against Daniel Kaluuya, which is another Warner Brothers property. They got too many good movies. Mm. Well, hopefully Daniel Kaluuya will be this year, though, right? Not next year. Oh, yeah. They, they, they plan that one ahead, all right? Yeah. Just the Tasmanian devil is getting screwed, and he's not going to be happy about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, hey, I would love it if they had a character like King Kong and lead actor. I would die laughing if that ever happened. I would I would love that. Uh, obviously, the Oscars would never do it. But, like, honestly, I think award ceremonies like the Golden Globe, since they're already a yeah. joke, they should you, just do yeah, it. Yeah, they're already a joke. They might as well lean into the joke. Yeah. 100%. Nobody takes Honestly, them seriously. That would be hilarious. If God delivers King Kong sucks, like, if it really sticks, like a terrible movie, like Batman v Superman's levels of that, right? I could totally see the Razzies putting Godzilla King Kong on the top there for, a, uh, for the nom. Yeah, uh, even it'd be great if they kind of had a little conversation with Warner Brothers to agree to have King Kong nominated for Best Actor, so then when the actual winner wins, it will when it cuts to everybody applauding, it just cuts to King Kong just clapping his hands, kind of nodding his head, and... Like like that'd be awesome. Yeah, Warner, I, I can see like maybe the kids' choice awards or something. Like, that. like Warner Brothers can pay to quickly create like a five-second clip of that. That'd be great. They actually did that. I don't know for the Oscars. Yeah, for the very first time they had animated movies. They did that. They had Shrek in the audience and a uh, and and Monsters Inc. Like Sully and Mike in the audience. They yeah, I did think I, yeah, I think I saw that clip actually. Yeah, that was hilarious. They should keep doing that. That's awesome. Yeah, they they should have more fun in these awards. They're fun. Yeah, I think they take it too seriously. Yeah, right? which to be fair, like I love the Oscars. I'm okay if they if they take it seriously because it's the Oscars. They're kind of like the most prestigious. But every other award ceremony has to tone down the seriousness. Yeah, like what are the gold? Why do the gold globes pretend to be so snobby? Come yeah, a Golden no Globes. Did. You know what? The second that they said Minari is a foreign film, I, they they're no longer a legit award ceremony. They should just start having King Kong nominated. Yeah, look, even people who win the Golden Globes don't care, all right? It's not a real trouble. It's like a globe which, paperweight. Which, speaking nothing, of which, right? uh, I love how we keep talking about the Golden Globe nominations. I, it just dawned on me. Tristan, in like 12 hours, the nominations are up. 
Like when this Wait, pod- really? Yeah, when this podcast is out, they're already going to be up. Quick little aside, uh, they're actually up Wednesday morning, not Monday morning. My apologies. Oh. Yeah. Any predictions? Any, 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 any out there predictions you want to throw out? Uh, any out there predictions? Or just predictions in general. Like, yeah, well, well, like there's a lot of like generic ones, but one that I hear a lot of is people think that Mank is going to get nominated for Best Drama. I, I, I don't think the Golden Globes are going to like Mank. You know, because it's all done by the Hollywood press, right? The Academy picks the Oscars. Hollywood press picks the Golden Globes. I guess. I, I guess. Mean, I, I guess it's my fault that I keep assuming the Golden Globes are a bunch of idiots that are casuals, and like I just, I just picture like a bunch of cat. Like I, I picture my dad is like a member of the Golden Globes. Like I picture that kind of prestigiousness. So I, I don't picture my dad liking Mank. So I think like they would go for other movies. But you're right; they probably would like Mank. It's Fincher. I also think they kind of feel like, oh, this is a, you know, a real artsy film that's highly, you know, people seem to like it. Well, it must be best. Well, we got to nominate it then. You know what I mean? I think they just think, oh, this is one that other people like. I didn't really care for it, but it's real artsy, so it must be good. That's fair. That's fair. Um, so I think that, hmm, I'm trying to see if I have uh, the big category in my mind. There's There's two big categories for Golden Globes, and that's Golden Globes drama, because every single film that is like in contention for best picture is all under the drama umbrella this year. So the comedy nominations, Tristan, is going to be wild. Uh, I think Hamilton's, is this comedy or musical? I think Hamilton's got a killer shot at winning that. Oh, it's, it's Hamilton allowed. has an easy shot, yeah. Um, I think it's probably, I'm hoping Liz, I mean, I'm hoping a um, Leslie Autumn Jr., at least, very least is a nom for best supporting actor. No, no, no. Um, uh, he it, would be under lead actor. He would be? I think that's what they announced, yeah. Oh, okay. Which I, I still think he has a solid chance, because lead actor in a comedy, I think, easy. Either way. I, oh, it, I don't know if the actors were also divided comedy and drama. I uh, actors, actors and actress, uh, the lead actor and actress are not supporting. Okay. Well, that might be why then, why they did that. Yeah, I think um, that's why they. If, if it's split up that way, he deserves to freaking win it. If it's split up that way, and the, the, there's, you know, what I mean, for if it's split up that way, one hundred percent, he should win it. Yeah, really. Against the other contenders, like the comedy section, no offense, is going to be a total joke. I think his biggest competition is Borat, Sasha Baron Cohen. Isn't that what comedy section's meant to be? I guess. I guess. Yeah. So uh, yeah, um, I think. I think. Sasha Baron Cohen actually has a pretty good shot as Borat to Oh, win. you're right. Sasha Baron Cohen's a good shot. Andy Samberg will probably get a nom. Yeah, yeah. I think he'd get a nom. I can't remember her name, but the actress from Borat 2 who played the daughter. The Golden Globes are a little wacky. The Golden Globes are a little weird. Oh, no, no, no. It's, it's not even weird. I think she's winning it. You think she's winning it, really? Yeah, because they uh, even though she's gonna even though she's going for best supporting in the Oscars because the Golden Globes are so wild uh, because they only have best comedy lead actor and actress and not supporting. They're pushing her for lead for the Golden Globes. Oh, they're pushing her for lead. I assume she's yeah. being supporting. But her character is very much a supporting character in my mind. Like, she's very yeah. much a supporting character. But if they're pushing her for lead, she can win it then. And she'll be winning lead actress. That'd be wild. That's... Yeah, and I'd, honestly, um, I'd be stoked for it. I, I I want her to get as many wins as possible because I just want her to get an Oscar win. I think that'd be hilarious. I want it. I want the Oscar nom at the very least. Yeah, just the Oscar nom. It's not getting the win, but I want the Oscar nom. 
Yeah, I don't think it's getting the nom. The um, Oscars are just Borat and Oscar I, nom. I don't think it's happening for the Globes, but all I want to see on that nomination board is Promising Young Woman for Best Drama. That's it. That's it. Why would that not happen? That deserves to be the best drama. It clearly, at least nominated for it. It clearly is. It's so good. This is classified as a dark comedy in my mind. So Yeah, honestly, I could consider it a dark comedy. Yeah. If any of you guys follow this podcast, I've made it very clear that my favorite genre of any genre is dark comedies. That's, my, that, that, that's just my favorite genre. So another tick off the old example for me, uh, Promising a Woman, an amazing film and easily one of the best of the year. So a little tick off the box for another example for dark comedies being the best, baby. Uh, but that's only the second best movie of the year. Because the best movie of the year is actually going to win the Golden Globe for best comedy and musical. That's Hamilton. Um, I think it's going to sweep those categories then. If, if it's probably the only big one in those categories, I'd be surprised if it doesn't win them or win a good number of them. Honestly, like, I'm not a big Hamilton guy as you guys will actually find as you, as you guys will find he out in a few days. Yeah. Talent when he sees it. Good quality entertainment when he sees it. It's it's so good. Yeah, as you guys um, will find out in a few he, days when he I enjoys the, absolute uh, dog shit, like thinking of any any things over Hamilton. <laughs> which is just an embarrassment to film critique in general. <laughs> Tristan stop Tristan, Tristan stop like revealing the order of the movies. But yeah, well, uh, everyone who everyone who has, knows anything about movies, Quentin, already agrees with me. Yeah, yeah they already movies. know. They already know. I'm, I'm saying obvious facts. Okay. Anyone with a brain can tell. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. So as you guys will find out in two days' time when I release the part two of the 2020 film ranking. Uh, yeah, uh, Tristan's very high on Hamilton. I am lukewarm. I think it's a good film. I had a fun time. I didn't love idiot, it. All right. His opinion means nothing. <laughs> Uh, Tristan might take his insults back or not. You know, it's Tristan. But what I was trying to get to here is I actually think of all the options for comedy and musical, I actually think it'd be a good winner. I'd be okay with this winning. Yeah, of course it would be. It would be the, it's the most deserving winner. All right. Yeah. Like every Um, other nomination, I kind of looking at my 2020 list ranking and they're all lower. Like, I, I guess I just wasn't in love with comedies this year. Um, there, there are some good comedies this year. None of them were, none of them are instant classics in my mind, except for Hamilton, of course. None of them are ones I'm like, <laughs> except, no... except for Hamilton. Well, yeah, of course. I just love how you just to quickly jump back on the Hamilton train. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but like, there were no like hangovers or, or super like real comedies that I'm dying to go back and watch again. No comedies that I think are so funny will be. Super funny on rewatch. None of them really were. No, that's fair. Uh, yeah, I haven't really craved rewatching any of the comedies yet. So you know, this might be a good year for Hamilton. Uh, I'd be okay with them winning. I think. It's, In all fairness, I struggle to think of any year except like 2008, obviously, where a um, 2007. I mean, where Hamilton wouldn't win this category. Like this is obviously going to win. Like, like this is such a strong contender in this category. It'll probably win pretty much any any year. Do we know what films were nominated last year for comedy? Was Jojo Rabbit a comedy? I'd be surprised if it wasn't. Uh, well, it does have some know. dark themes. Once again, it's a dark comedy, but it's I still think comedy, it should. Sure. Yeah, yeah, I think it should. So if that's the case, I definitely right think. Uh, well, what was the winner for last year? I, I honestly, I don't pay too much attention to the gloves. I don't remember. Do you have it at the top of your head here? Um, I'm I'm looking it up right now. 
Okay, you're, you're looking up. Okay, I was about to look it up, but all right, perfect. So Tristan will give us a little update here. Okay, it's a comedy or musical. Yeah. We got Dolomite Is My Name, Knives Out, Jojo Rabbit, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Rocket Man. which those are some killer. That's a good list of nominees. Yeah, that's no way fair. better than what we're going to have this year. Um, And then I'll look at winners. And was the winner Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? It doesn't say there. That was just nominees. That was before the awards show actually happened. Winners. Okay, well, I, I have know. it here. Yeah, the winner was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, okay. Which... Okay. Also, here here's what I think. In the in the Golden Globes here, what are what are they? Are they picking just the best movie of those lists? Like all of all comedies and stuff and musicals, we're picking the best movie. Or yeah. of all the comedies and musicals, we're picking like the funniest or the one of the best. Like how are they? Is just the generic best movie? It's just yeah. It's just oh, because like sure, I get the argument once upon a time is just the best movie. It's far from the funniest. It's far from having the best music. You know what I mean? I barely even consider that one. Like, a comedy really compared to Jojo Rabbits or Dolomite is my name. I would consider more or, of a drama to be honest. Yeah, exactly. But I get the, like, I get, sure, it's probably the best movie of the, I don't know, Jojo and Knives are both really good also. Yeah, I was gonna, yeah, I was about to say, uh, <clears throat> definitely not the best. No, yeah, but like, I get the argument as to why that'd be the best movie. But if someone yeah. tries to come out and tell me it's the funniest movie of the five, uh, they're an idiot, right? Yeah, I think like, Jojo is the, the yeah, I think Jojo's the funniest and the best. So take that, Globes. Yeah, I would, I would probably agree with that. I think Dolomite's for sure funnier than what's put in Hollywood. Um, oh, yeah. I, not best. Knives Out is probably even funnier as far as just comedy yeah. goes. Yeah, I think Knives Out is funnier and better than Once Upon a Time. Yeah, fair yeah. enough. 2019 was a stacked year. As you can even tell with even the comedy category, five pretty solid films. Well, four yeah, solid like some of those well, are nominated. Yeah. Two of those are nominated for Best Picture, and then they're yeah. comedy Yeah, four category. solid films and Rocket Man. Rockman wasn't terrible. You know? <laughs> I'm kidding. It's it's fine. I'll never no, watch it, it again. It's not like the other four though. There's four really really good movies here. Um, and, and Rockman's easily the, the weakest of the yeah, five. Yeah, definitely the weakest. But yeah, it's fine. It's it's good. Uh, Taron Edgerton actually won Best Lead Actor in a Comedy Role. So there you go. Good for him. Including the Oscars, I think the Best Actress is going to be the most interesting award of the night i'm very excited to watch that category yeah best actress is oftentimes pretty yeah it's it's the most stacked it was uh, it's the most stacked acting category i've seen since i've been following the oscars last year and this year like this category has so many great performances yeah Frances McDormand probably is still the front runner, right? And then Vanessa Kirby will probably be a close second. That's where we You would initially think, but at the moment, and with the Oscars, I don't think it's going to be the case, but at the moment, Carrie Mulligan is tied with Frances McDormand for most wins. Right, that's for Pretty Young Woman, right? For Promising Young Promising Young Woman. But, yeah, yeah. I I call it pretty young woman way too much for instead of promising a woman, and I don't know why. I always <laughs> I always call it that. And I catch myself. I'm like I'm an idiot. That's not the right name. Yeah. Um. So I think for the Oscars, she'll get the nom because they will acknowledge her great performance. I don't think she has a chance. I think it's between McDormand, Kirby, and Davis. Is Davis going for 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 lead? Not, yeah. not support. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, she's and so there, is, there, there will be one more spot for a nom. Who thinks getting the fifth nom? Uh, tr- Any uh, chance for Elizabeth Moss or not happening? 
No, a horror film for the Oscars? No, 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 no. She did great though. I, I could, you know, I mean, I, I think she probably deserved that fifth spot. Probably, yeah. I think I'd agree with that. She's get, she's been getting noms in like the, in other smaller awards. Yeah, yeah, and I would so expect good for her. her. Um, yeah, yeah. She, she was very good. Uh, actually, she'd be in my top five of the year. But yeah, I, I do not see with the Oscars. I don't see the Oscars. No, I, I didn't think so either. I'd be super happy and super shocked if she does, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't think so. Yeah, uh, I'm not even considering it. I don't see it happening. Um. Like, Lupita Nyong'o didn't get a nomination last year, which was a weaker year. No offense to the ladies in 2019, but I don't think it was as stacked of a category last year. And Lupita Nyong'o still didn't get it because it was horror. So, yeah. I don't think the and Oscars also, they come, they come out that early in the year also. It's just hard to get Oscar noms at yeah. that point. And, like, to be fair, Lupita Nyong'o has just as many wins as Carrie Mulligan has right now. So, Theoretically, Carrie Mulligan might not get the nom because it's the Oscars and they don't really care for that kind of film. So who knows? Honestly, I think personally, and McDormand was phenomenal and Vanessa Kirby was very good. Um, I, I think she's my favorite actress of fair performance, I mean, of the year. And that's probably my personal favorite performance of the yeah. year. Yeah. I, I think thought that was the best. I think she was my favorite. Obviously, she was my favorite character. Performance in itself, I really loved Viola Davis and McDormand as well. I haven't seen Kirby. Yeah, Davis is really good. But that's what makes Kirby this category great. so stacked. Kirby was really good. Yeah, that's what makes it so stacked. Uh, McDormand, Davis, and Mulligan. I could not care who wins. I'd be happy either way. I loved all three. All right, so we can move on to the next story here. We took a little break here to talk about Golden Globes. But Tristan. Yeah. Have you heard of the man Jason Collier? I don't think so. Can't say I have. This is definitely the second biggest story of the week, even though we just, just discussed full lengths about the Golden Globes and HBO Max, that that doesn't hold the candle to this man, Tristan. Jason Collier has finally been exposed, and this week it has been a crazy story of a man that has two wives, three fiancés, and 15 girlfriends that knew nothing about each other. I mean, at this point in time, you can't even be mad. That's just impressive. When you have one fiancé, all right, how hard is it? All right. Like relationships aren't easy. You got to put work into those things, like maintaining them. Where does this man find the time? 15 girlfriends, two wives, and three fiancés? That's 20 freaking people. He's keeping all in track. Which stories he's telling who? You know, he's, why is he not spending a night at one of his wives' house? He has to make a lie for each of them. Remember which line was for each person, right? How is he spending time going on dates with all 15 girlfriends? It's 30 days in a month. All right. You got 20 people you're, 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 building and harnessing relationships with that's that's crazy yeah it, it is a crazy story uh i know somebody that had a girlfriend and they try to have a second one and just two of them could even work two girlfriends couldn't work out this man has 20 two of them are his wives three of them are his fiancés also what is this man doing where he can afford five freaking engagement rings how much money is this man making uh, well, we do know his job here, Tristan. He is the Texas police chief and minister. I wasn't expecting that. I, I've, in my mind, like the only way this would work is if you're someone who your job has you consistently traveling around, particularly if you're bouncing from the same like three to four cities, and you have a couple in each city, and since you really do only spend like a week each month in each city, and you move around from place to place, you probably make a lot of money. You probably got you know a salesman or a businessman of some sort that's making a lot of money, and you can probably you manage like four to five at each location. And you just, you know, spend one week here, one week there, one week there, one week there. 
that would work. But this guy's a sheriff of the same like, small town, I'm guessing. How big is this town he's in? I don't know. I it, it does sound like they're not all in the same city. So I do think he kind of tri- drives over to small cities throughout the area and keeps these relationships going. Uh, it's crazy. I don't know how he does it. You got to respect the hustle. All right. I oh, don't no, respect sure. the dishonesty, but I respect the moxie. Yeah, uh, it's crazy, crazy. And he was found out because two of the girlfriends, not even the wives or the fiancés, but two of the girlfriends realized that they were seeing the same guy on Facebook when they like had a friend share a photo that they were together. Ooh, that's where they get you. Yeah, and so they like made a post about it on Facebook. It all happened over Facebook. They made a post about it, and then other girls and fiancés and wives started realizing it. And apparently, th- all it took was one morning for it to all come falling apart. That's where they get you. Yeah, and all, and, yeah, and all, all it took was one morning, one slip up of one of them posting a photo that was public. And yeah, it just started collapsing on this guy. The dude probably worked a night shift working as an officer and then woke up at like 2 p.m. and was just like, oh no. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. No, what a guy. I don't know how he does. And he has children with his wives. Uh, this man, I don't know how he's able to live this life. Uh, I struggle, Tristan, working one job with one fiance, running a podcast. Like, m- my life's full. Like, I have everything I could possibly do. I don't have time for anything else. I don't know how this guy can have this life. Because, Quentin, unlike him, you don't have the hustle. Yeah, right? I don't this have the hustle. Really, this man was born in the hustle, okay? Yeah, I bet you he doesn't have time to watch 100 movies that came out in 2020. No. But I bet you he did 100 tricks in 2020. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's probably listening to this podcast, and he's like, you guys watched 100 movies in 2020? I had sex with 100 girls in 2020. Like, well, what's your problem? Yeah. Well, at least I don't have an STD. That's right. Uh, what a guy. I can't believe it. Yeah, obviously a douchebag of a move here. But there is a point where you kind of just have to stop and go, honestly, like, mad fucking props. It doesn't even seem enjoyable anymore, Tristan. Like, how fun would it be to have 20 girls that you have to balance 20 stories with and make sure that they're not, like, suspicious 20 times? Like, it seems like too much work at this point. Yeah, like... That's, that's a lot of work. Like, that's a real effort. Like, one relationship, like, you gotta put work in a relationship and make it work um, and stuff. And to have 20 relationships. That's yeah. insane. That's crazy. I don't even have 20 friends. Yeah, like, I couldn't even fathom trying to date a second girl right now. Like, that seems like way too much work to try and make sure two people aren't caught on to what's going on. That seems... And he was doing all of this yeah, during unbearable. a pandemic. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Uh, he probably is the reason why COVID hasn't been quitting yet. He's yeah. probably... Way to keep your bubble small, yeah. jackass. Yeah, that that's a big bubble he's keeping. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like to think that's how he got caught. He went up to like all of them and he's like, all right, can we maybe just have all 20 of you in one house to kind of keep this pandemic safe? I like to think that they all live in one apartment building and he just like, goes up down the elevator all the time. You know what I mean? <laughs> just banging never checks along the way. <laughs> that's a good idea. I like that. Yeah, that's that's how you do it. Yeah. Yeah, he brings like a giant bucket of flowers that comes with like 20 bouquets and he goes up to each one and drops one off to each girlfriend. Yeah, exactly. He just buys boxes of chocolates by the pallet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
they're like, oh, do you have like a, have a chocolate story to, like to sell them? Nah, to... for my wives. Yeah. My yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Man, I, I couldn't do it. It sounds way too much. It doesn't even sound fun anymore at that point. No. One girlfriend doesn't sound that much fun. 20 just sounds painful. Yeah. I'm curious if he's screwed up their names. I feel like he has to. I feel like he calls them all babe or honey. You know I mean? <laughs> yeah, he just calls them all babe. Yeah. He doesn't know all of their names. If you ask them, they molly. He, he, he'd fuck up. Yeah, that's true. No yeah. If you sit the guy down for an interrogation. All right. So how many girlfriends, wives, fiancés do you have? Can you name them all? He'd probably get to like, he'd probably name the two wives, maybe. Maybe one fiancé and then just call it quits. <laughs> I don't know. Sarah. Yeah. Uh, is, is there a Gabriella? Uh, maybe, maybe. I don't know. What's probably name Michelle, right? Uh, does, does one start with a D? Danielle? Doris? I, I don't know. I give up. Yeah. Uh, really, I guess if we're at the 20, he might as well have went all out and got to like 26 and had one of every alphabet. Or like get up to like like 31 of one free tree of the week. <laughs> yeah. Be yeah. Like yeah. 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 All right. So I'll, I'll see you next month. I'll see you on the 12th again. Do you think they're all going to dump him? No, I'm sure there's going to be one or two that are still like, well, I'm the one. Like one of the wives is dumb enough. They're like, well, I have four kids with him. Like, he loves me the most. He only has two kids with that one and one kid and a dog with that one. But, like, he has the most love for me. Like, I'm his girl. I mean, I'm sure there's a few that will stick it through. They think they're they're the one and only. And, probably, uh, you know, I'm going to call it now. Out of the 20, I think four of them still think they're the one, the main one, and, and they're going to tough it through. I believe that. That sounds about right. Yeah. Um, now, are you going to go over or under on four? Or do you think four sounds about right? I'm going over. I'm, 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 I'm like, yeah, I'll go over. Probably safe bet. I'm sure a few of them will stick. They always do. They always do. Yeah. So there you go. I guess that's uh, an update on that guy. Maybe in a few months we'll get to like round two where he tries to sleep with another 20 of them. Who knows? But uh, I, yeah, so. I, I respect the hustle. I respect the guy. If he wants to come on the podcast and talk about how much woman he slept with compared to, these two schlumps like me and Tristan, uh, I gladly have him on. All right, Tristan, we have one last story here. And it's another update for, I believe, our favorite fast food here, Subway. Subway. Let's go. Let's go. So for Subway, we just discussed a few weeks ago, Tristan, that Subway's bread isn't technically bread and we joked about how it's now called cake, and that's why they are no longer allowed to call their bread bread anymore because it's too sugary. But Tristan, right, that's yeah. not the only thing that is no longer the food that they claim it to be because Subway's tuna is now no longer allowed to be called tuna. It's not officially tuna anymore. Wait, really? Because I think I remember, I swear I remember seeing like an ad on like Facebook or something just, like, just this morning, like today. Talk like advertising like they're, they're, they're fresh tuna or something like that. Like one hundred percent, I saw an ad like specifically. I don't. I I don't like tuna. I've never bought a tuna sandwich. Like, I don't eat tuna. It's not something I like. And I swear I saw an ad like today advertising the fresh tuna sandwiches or something. That's like funny. That. Like, That's hilarious. I, I have a friend, uh, my old roommate, not Welling, but my other old roommate. He used to be. He's not used to be. He used to be my roommate, but he's still, to this day, a very big tuna guy. So I should probably send this link to him and let him know. Nudge, nudge, Subway ain't tuna, my man. 
But hey, if it's still good, it's still good, all right? Yeah, uh, yeah, just like their bread. Uh, it's delicious. Uh, call it whatever you want, government. I mean, it's, it's bread yeah. to me, baby. Yeah, who who labeled this not true? The last time was Ireland, right? We know that Ireland taxation <laughs> yeah. board. Who was it this time? Who was the culprit? Uh, it's the U.S. District Court, the Northern. Oh, those guys don't know anything. Yeah, the Northern District of California. They said that well, is they not. They acquitted OJ. What the hell do they know? <laughs> they know nothing. Uh, they said that it is a mixture of various concoctions that do not constitute tuna. That's the phrase they used. Yeah, look, I'm a ham or pizza sub guy, so this doesn't bother me at all. Honestly, here's the thing. Does anyone here really think that chicken nuggets are all chicken? Does anyone here really think, you know what I mean, like any of these things that we're getting are really all, like, you know, what they claim to be? I sure as hell don't. All right, you're not going to the Subway for authentic fresh tuna. You're not. Yeah, so September, they announced that it's not officially bred. Now, in January, it's not officially tuna, so Tristan, that means, like, what, in another five months, there's going to be a new announcement for Subway. Do you want to make a guess here on what's the next food item that's not actually legit for Subway? Pickles. Oh, my God. (laughs) That would be hilarious. I'm going to go for an easier guess here. I'm going to say they're bacon. Oh, that's a, that's a good guess. Yeah, I, I think they're going to announce that the bacon's not really 100% pig. Ah, a little little, little beef or beef in there or something like that? <laughs> maybe, maybe. But yeah, so the uh, the tuna is getting slammed down here. The plaintiffs were two people in the Bay Area suing them for fraud and intentional misrepresentation and unjust enrichment. How could they tell? Do they buy a tuna sandwich and go, I know tuna. This ain't it, bud. This is something else. Um, I can taste that cod in there from a mile away. I would say that it might have been my old roommate because, you know, he eats tuna by the... He eats, like, maybe three cans of tuna a day, so he would know if it's real tuna or not, I think. But no, it says here the name's Tristan. Uh, How surprised are you if I were to tell you that one of the plaintiff's first name is Karen? Not at all. Not in the slightest. Yeah, it sounds pretty perfect. Uh, this has been a long battle, though. January 21st, 2017 is when they first started this lawsuit. They were really mad about this. <laughs> they, were, they were furious. Do not fuck with a Karen's tuna. That's what I learned. Yeah. Yeah. You mess with yeah. her tuna, and you're in for a world of hurt for four years. This woman did not stop. No, she was furious. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Of all food, too, it's hilarious that it's tuna. To get that upset about tuna, like a food meant for cats, she she got very upset. Honestly, she's probably a cat lady. She probably fed her cats the tuna sub, and then they probably got sick. And she goes, that must be fake tuna. <laughs> yeah. Mrs. Whiskers would not get sick from tuna. She, she loves tuna. That's her favorite food. I love all the titles that the two plaintiffs have accused Subway with. It sounds very professional. If you don't tell, like Tristan, if I didn't tell you that it was tuna, but I told you that two plaintiffs are suing Subway for intentional misrepresentation, brand of fraud, unjust enrichment, and additional claims, this sounds pretty serious. That sounds pretty legit. And you know what, Quentin? That's because it is legit. How dare they fake their tuna? Yeah, uh, tuna is a very serious matter. Uh, it's a food that everybody should love and enjoy. 
So I understand, yeah. Uh, to be fair, I don't think I've ever ordered the Subway tuna sandwich. Uh, maybe I should Who order it now. Subway and buys the tuna sandwich. Like, that seems like the weakest pick at Subway. Yeah, even even the meatball sub I don't order, but like I would order that before the tuna. And the reason yeah, why I'm not a meatball sub guy either, but I'll get that yeah. before tuna. And the reason why is because the meatball sub and tuna, you can't put that many toppings on it. Not most of the options don't go with those. I agree. I agree. That's why I like the ham. The ham you can stack everything on. All right. There's no no mistake, no no no. no, no. On the, ham. the ham is a good choice if you're trying to save a quick buck. But uh, the last year since I've been working full time and I can afford the extra dollar. Italian BMT is the way to go, my boy. I don't know. I'm not. I don't. I. I. I don't know if I've, I've had the cold cut. I don't like the cold cut. I'm a ham over cold cut for sure. Yeah. I, I don't know if I've had the Italian BMT. Right? Okay. Well, uh, this is your challenge, Tristan. It's hopefully it's real meat. We don't know until maybe four years when someone does a lawsuit for it. I mean, is salami ever real meat? That's fair. But I would recommend the Italian BMT. It's it's just try it once. It's really good. I'll, I'll try. I'll try for sure. I think the more traditional ones, then you can have whatever toppings you want. It's fun. Uh, Italian BMT and tuna. I, I don't know. You know what? Subway should just get rid of the tuna, stop these advertisements, uh, and save this lawsuit, and just cut their losses. I don't know how many people order the tuna. What do you think the percentage is, Tristan? Uh, I would be shocked if it's over 5% of the customers. That's why it's mostly not real tuna, Quentin. It needs so many preservatives in there. So I don't throw it out every week. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Maybe if people actually liked tuna, it would have uh, been legit. Yeah, that's true. I used to go to Subway. Subway was the only thing close to where I went to school, like university. So I would walk there at least once a week with my friends. And never once have any of my friends. I go with like groups of like five, like six people, eight people. Never once has anyone ever ordered the tuna, I don't think. I can't think of a single time someone's ordered the tuna. I swear every other sandwich has been ordered when I've been there, but not the freaking tuna. Well... There you go. I, I guess you should be friends with these plaintiffs, Tristan. Karen could really show you the ways of the tuna sandwich. I guess, I guess, yeah, I guess that's why. Yeah, uh, even my buddy that I used to live with, who loves tuna, I don't think even whenever I go to Subway with him, I don't think he's ever ordered the tuna one. I don't, I, like, I think even he's like, that's not that great. And, like, I feel like tuna's like, if you like tuna, I feel like you can make a tuna sandwich at home pretty easily. It doesn't seem hard to make at home. Like, yeah, well, like, that's why he likes the tuna. My, my roommate, because it's dirt cheap. It's, like, 70 cents a can. Yeah, and it's easy, right? It's cheap and easy. Yeah, you it's, just throw it yeah. on, throw some mayo on the bread with it, and you're good to go. Yeah, done, done and done. Yeah, so, yeah, that's another good point. And who's wasting money on that? I, I don't get it. No, fuck that shit. No. <laughs> well, what he did do was he would order the Subway uh, and order the vegetarian one because it's $2 cheaper than all the other meat options and then go home and then just throw the tuna on top of it. Oh, that I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that so much. You, you don't like that strategy? No. Well, but hey, but that's real tuna, baby. Maybe uh, that's what Karen should have been doing. You know what? You're right. He was playing 40 chess this whole time. He's like, I know real tuna when I eat it. Yeah, he, uh, yeah, Karen, he got, he wound up to the Karen here. Uh, the plaintiff really should have just been saving two bucks and getting her own tuna. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's the way to go. Uh, but yeah, there you go. That, that's everything for this week here. Yeah, it's pretty much the two big stories with Reddit in the stock market and then our boy with his 20 girls, and I don't know how he was able to do that. And then, you know, uh, Subway and 
some uh, movie news. Nothing too crazy here. I trust in anything else you want to say before we wrap it up. No, man, that's all I got. All right. Well, we'll see you guys next week. And uh, just in a few days, we'll have the next 2020 ranking for part two with the last 30 films being ranked. I'm excited for that one, but uh, have a fantastic day, guys. Bye. Yeah, yeah, yeah.